me psychoanalyze you. You're stupid. If you used a rifle to shoot a pigeon, it'd probably explode. I need to have negative thoughts to keep me safe from the saber-toothed tiger that's gonna pop out and eat me as soon as I step out of my cave. Humans were pretty fucked up, but there's beauty in that imperfection. Hello, hello, what is up, Floodsters? Welcome back. It's another day. It's another freaking day. Coming to you once again from Barcelona. Yeah, you know what? Today I am feeling pretty good. And I don't know if you've been listening lately, you would know that that has not been the norm for me. I've been uh, pretty tired, not feeling great. I was starting to come to the conclusion that maybe that little cold I had earlier last month was in fact COVID. And maybe now I have long COVID because I've just had some weird ass symptoms like being really fatigued and having all this joint pain and stuff. Um, and it hasn't been great. It's been pretty hard to get myself to go to the gym. I rely on going to the gym for my mental sanity. And of course, when I'm not going to the gym, I just don't feel as mentally well. And also like I'm on less medication and that, and that's really nice because, you know, I was on like six meds and that was just a lot. And so I feel healthier being on less meds, but my mental health is a little more up and down, I'd say. Not not too bad, really, but I feel a little more irritable, a little more moody, and that's all fine and dandy. I think I would be able to handle it better if I wasn't just fucking tired all the time. So it's been a real struggle. But fortunately today, I did drag my ass to the gym and I crushed it. I fucking crushed it. I had pretty good energy and it felt so good. And now I am in like a real good headspace post-workout. So hooray for me. Let's keep it up. Let's hope that my energy continues to improve. And it was just some sort of weird fluke that I've been feeling bad. You know, I talk about supplements on here sometimes, and I'm not like the biggest fan as far as like if you want to have some kind of result from supplements, like they just don't usually work for me. That doesn't mean that I don't like them for other purposes. Like I think supplements like a multivitamin or other vitamins can be really good for your health. I just don't know that expecting like results from them is that realistic. Maybe if you have a really sensitive body, but I don't. I fucking don't. And I have tried supplements for a lot of different ailments over the years and not really found much relief. But I did decide to try a little something called Shilaji because I used to take it back in India years ago because that's mostly where it comes from, the Himalayas. It's some kind of like I don't know, tar that grows on rocks, I think. Anyway, it's really high in like fluvic acid or something like that and it's supposed to be real good for your energy. So I just thought, what the fuck, I'm going to try this. And even if I my energy isn't good, it's not going to harm me. It's probably going to be healthy for my intestines. And I took some this morning on an empty stomach as they say too, and I have good energy today for the first time in a while. I so am happy. Wow, that came out weird. 
Anywho, so yeah, I don't know what else has been going on here. It was rainy as shit yesterday. That's the first time that it has rained since we've been in Barcelona and it's cooler. And even today, the sun is out, but it's still fucking cooler, which makes me happy because, you know, I haven't been feeling so hot figuratively, but I have been feeling fucking hot literally because it's been blazing hot. The aircon in this apartment isn't great. And it's been tough to sleep very well. You know, you just don't sleep as good when it's hot out. It's like, I think it's like a scientifically proven thing that when your body is colder, you sleep better. I remember hearing once that when your feet are cold, it tells your brain to go to sleep. So like your feet should always be cold. And I always like my feet a little bit cold when I go to sleep. Like I always sleep with my feet outside of the covers, you know? Anyway, I'm in a real tangenty kind of mood today, if you can't tell. But uh, yeah, so I've been sleeping better. I've been feeling better today. Bless the Lord or whoever is out there. Yeah, I don't know. We're just waiting on this green card interview and we're just hoping in the next week or so we get some news about it. That would be so swell, you know? We're just fucking ready to be in Colorado together. And we we have this fun little game that we play when we go out on walks where we talk about like the things we're going to do when we get to Colorado. Like we go by the whole scenario, you know, like we're going to land at this time of day and then we're going to get home and then we're going to go out and have a beer with my dad. And then, you know, the next day we're going to go down to Pearl Street Mall and walk around outside and then we're going to do this and that and blah, blah, blah. So we go through these whole scenarios. It's kind of like a fun thing we do. And it maybe it helps with like some manifesting shit, if you believe in that or whatever. It's just nice. But you know, it's just going to feel so unreal to be together in Colorado because it's been this October, it will be four years since Alex left the US. And I have obviously been back, but we have not been together in the US in four years. And we've only been dreaming for the last three years of being together since we started the green card process. Anywho, so, you know, just looking forward to that, really hoping we make it there before October and before the weather gets a little cooler and in time maybe for Halloween and all that stuff. So wish us luck. Please send us some good vibes. We need it. We need it. We've only been waiting our asses off for a long, long time. Anywho, not that I'm complaining because like, look, we've been like faffing around the world for the last four years. We've been to some incredible places. And while it has been stressful waiting for this green card, we are also enjoying the freedom that we have, you know, because we're going to settle our asses down hard when we get back to Colorado. Anywho, so yeah, but let's move on to today's subject for the episode. I was thinking about what to bring you, and usually I pick one subject and uh, we go on that advice-wise, you know, but I decided today I just wanted to throw out some general life advice, because that's what I'm in the mood to do. So I had a think or two 
about what I wanted to tell you that I thought was important life advice, things that I've learned probably mostly in adulthood and things that I think are really valuable to know, especially in your 20s and moving on to your 30s, you should know most of this stuff. And it's certainly stuff that has helped me a lot in my life, but most of it I had to fucking figure out by myself. But that's why you have me, your blessed podcasty fairy godmother, to tell you a little bit of advice about life. Number one tip for doing life is this. I've said this before on here, but I'm gonna reiterate it. I think something that is very important in life is being vulnerable. And okay, stereotypically men have a harder time with this than women because in society it's less appropriate, air quotes, to be to show emotions and feelings. But of course, it can go either way. There can be women who are, quote unquote, so strong, they don't want to show emotions. And there can be men that are very emotional and emote very well. But I think vulnerability is so important because it's just not healthy to keep in all your emotions. And this is something that I have struggled with at times in the sense that like I can be, I'm a very emotional person and with people that I'm really close to, like my mom or my partner, I can generally be pretty vulnerable. But when it comes to my friendships, that's where I struggle a little bit. I have a tendency to get afraid of judgment, the more I know somebody, particularly friends. So like I can meet a friend and connect on a vulnerable level with them. But then as they get to know me, I can shut down. I can feel like more afraid of their judgment. And in general, just being afraid of other people's judgments and not being vulnerable for that reason or just not having people in your life that you can be vulnerable with is not healthy and not good. Look, I don't know if this is true, but I think there's a possibility that repressed emotions can cause some disease in our bodies. Maybe that's bullshit. But certainly if you think about stress, if you think about stress, that is a scientifically proven thing that can cause disease in the body in a lot of different ways, high blood pressure, heart disease, maybe even cancer. The jury's still out on some of those things, but everybody knows that stress is not good for your health. And if you repress your emotions and you aren't vulnerable with the people in your life, I really believe that it can make you sick, if not just mentally, I mean, not just, but if not mentally, also physically. You know, I don't have any proof of this, but my mom definitely had a tendency to repress emotions. You know, I think maybe growing up, she felt like she didn't have a safe environment to do so. And then as she got older, she just wanted to protect her kids from her emotions. So she would, you know, close off and hold on to a lot of things. And, you know, obviously she had cancer and I don't 
think necessarily that's the cause, but it probably didn't help her health at all to do that. And I feel like if you don't have anybody in your life that you can be vulnerable with, like your friends or your family, yeah, you need to change that for sure. You need to fucking change it. At least try to go to therapy and therapy, they will probably help you figure out what you need to do, what kind of people you need to find, or how you need to change your relationships in order to be vulnerable. Because I don't think it's enough to just be open with a therapist. You also need to be open with the people in your life. And I think this is also a really important thing if you are dating. You need to be really open about who you are when you're dating. Like, you don't have to dump all of your emotional shit on somebody when you're first dating them. But being closed off, I think, is something that people do to protect themselves emotionally. But I think it's pretty hard to make genuine connections, you know? And it's like, what I've observed is like, the older I get, the more I think about, look, if I was dating now, I would approach it differently. I would just lay it out on the table. Be open about what it is I'm looking for, what it is I'm not looking for, and who I am. None of this like pretend I don't sneeze or fart or poop bullshit, you know? I mean, look, I still like mystery in a relationship to a degree, but it's just a metaphor for meaning like I'm not gonna like hide who I am to somebody. And I think that's probably why I connected with Alex pretty quickly as I was honest about a lot of things. I didn't like hide from him the fact that I was on meds for mental health. I was just honest. But it also takes the right person sometimes to be that way because in my past relationships, I don't feel like I was very fucking honest about who I was. I felt like I was hiding aspects of myself And I think that's a pretty big red flag. If you can't really feel like you are your true self with somebody, uh, yeah, I'm sorry to tell you, but that's not a sustainable relationship. It's it's just not. Because you're going to feel inauthentic to yourself, and that is not something that you can continue to do for the rest of your life if you want to be happy. Okay, so enough about that. The next thing is... It's not all about you. Okay, it is all about you in the sense that like you are mostly thinking about yourself and your self-conscious, but what's not about you for the most part is other people's thoughts. I've always struggled with a little bit of social anxiety. And one of the things that happens is that I go to a party or I meet up with somebody and then I talk a bunch of shit about various things. And then in retrospect, I can feel anxious about the things that I said, not because I'm like literally talking shit about people or anything, but because I think maybe that was awkward. Maybe that was too much vulnerability, maybe whatever. Maybe they're judging me and uh, maybe they are, but more then likely they're thinking about themselves and how they behaved, not about you. And I think that's an important thing to remember. If people are judging you, usually that judgment comes from themselves or it comes from insecurity within themselves. Like, I used to be 
kind of judgy sometimes about the other girls in high school. And then I started to realize at one point that the girls I kind of disliked the the most were the girls that triggered insecurity in me, maybe because they were talented at something I wish I was talented at, or because they were pretty, or whatever else it was that I felt like I wanted, and I didn't have it. And I wasn't like mean or bullying or anything to them, but I would just maybe not be as nice as I would be to like my friends, or I would quietly dislike them until I figured out that that was my deal, that it comes from insecurity. And this also goes for people who are like bullying other people online or in person, a lot of times because you are bringing up some kind of insecurity in them. And this is true for judgment. We also judge other people because we're judging ourselves about something. And that can happen. You can be like, oh, that guy is so socially awkward and weird or whatever. And the reason why that bothers you so much is because you're fucking socially awkward and weird or you feel like you are and it's making you insecure. So you write him on Instagram and tell him that he's a doofus or whatever. Um, basically, those two things are very important to remember, that most people are not thinking about you, they're thinking about themselves, and when they are thinking about you, or judging you, or bullying you, it's still all about themselves. It's not really about you. Okay, the next thing is something that I learned also from my mother. So when I was in my 20s, I did not have lofty career goals. I also didn't go to college. And I had a point in my life when I was watching my friends succeed academically or career-wise. And I felt bad about myself. I felt like I'm a loser. I'm still living at home with my parents. And I don't go to college. And I don't have a career. I'm just working these gig jobs or working for my dad or whatever, you know? But I felt bad about myself for those things. And here's what I was doing most of my 20s. I was taking care of my mom who had cancer. I chose to do that instead of another path with my life. And she used to be like, look, a lot of people couldn't do that. And she's right. A lot of people find disease really scary. When somebody gets sick, they run away. And it's not because they don't care. It's because it makes them think about death and their own mortality or the mortality of people they love. And that freaks the shit out of them. But I faced it. I was like, this is causing me so much anxiety. It would have been easier to move out of the house away from my mom and have a more distance relationship. But instead, I stayed. I made my relationship stronger with her. I grew to love her even more, to have a stronger bond with her and to take care of her when she needed me. And that was actually a fucking brave thing to do. And I can see it now, but there were a lot of times in my 20s when I couldn't see it. So that's what I'm telling you. It doesn't matter if other people are doing totally different things from you. 
doesn't matter if all of your friends are married and you're single. It doesn't matter if all of your friends are in college and you're not. But chances are, if you reflect on your life, you can find something about yourself that you are proud of. So that's the stuff you need to focus on because expectations that you have, expectations that others have for you, and also this idea of what society's expectations are for you, all that shit is bullshit. It's really bullshit. And a lot of times you don't figure that out until your 30s. And that's, I think, why a lot of women say that being in your 30s is so much better than being in your 20s, because you're not as insecure and because you let go of this idea of expectation. And it's like, it varies so much from culture to culture. It's like, if you're in your 30s in Italy and you're living at home, that's probably the majority of people. But in America, it's like, oh, if you're not moved out by 18, you're like a fucking loser who lives in the basement. And look, I'm a fucking loser who lives in the basement because when I'm in Colorado, I live in the freaking basement. But honestly, I don't think it makes me a loser. And if somebody else thinks I'm a loser... As I mentioned before, they're probably just feeling that about themselves and that's why they're judging me. So anywho, really doesn't fucking matter. Let go of it. Okay, my final piece of advice is this. Take responsibility for your mistakes and your actions. I think this is a really powerful thing to learn in relationships, romantic and non-romantic relationships. And I think it's something that can really speak to how mature you are, if you can really own up to your mistakes. So the main example of this I'm going to give is like, okay, Alex and I get into a fight, and maybe I say some not very nice things, Or maybe I feel like he's in the wrong and I don't need to apologize, but he's still feeling hurt. I have learned that it is better to just apologize and to own up to anything I said that wasn't nice or any behavior that I did that isn't nice than it is to just keep fighting. Yeah, it makes me feel like I'm losing a little bit of dignity. And and it's not really dignity. It's like your pride is so high. You don't wanna you don't wanna knock yourself down a peg. You feel like, oh, I can't be the one to apologize. He's in the wrong. And all that stuff is bullshit. It is so much better to let go of that than it is to try to be right. Would you rather fight and be stressed or admit that you had some fault, that you made some mistake? So in that case, I also think it can be valuable to be the first person to apologize. Just because you feel like you're not in the wrong as much as the other person doesn't mean that you can't be the first one to apologize. Because most of the time, if you're fighting, truly, the person is having a different experience than you. Just because you don't totally understand it doesn't mean that you don't have a that you don't have a role in hurting them in some way, even if you can't quite understand. And I'm going to say that 
if you're the first one to apologize all the time, it might be a problem. Or if you feel like you constantly have to grovel and and admit that you're wrong and the other person isn't doing these things too, it's not like pretty close to 50-50 on who apologizes first or that you both apologize to each other. That could be a sign, a really bad sign in a relationship. It really needs to be equal. But, you know, obviously there are times when one person is more at fault than the other. If your husband fucking cheats on you, you don't have to apologize for him. Generally speaking, I think a lot of times we get into these little domestic arguments about things both parties are somewhat responsible for. So own up to your mistakes and try to learn from them. I really do think people can learn from their mistakes. I really don't think once a cheater, always a cheater. This is kind of off topic, but you know, like, yeah, there are personality types of people who are always a cheater, but anybody can make a mistake. Anybody can, anybody can make a mistake, but it's like, it's about If a person really learned from their mistake, that's how I could trust somebody who either cheated on me or who cheated on somebody else that I got a relationship with them. It's like, do you really feel like they learned from their mistakes? And I feel like somebody who's really grown and evolved as a person, it's it's obvious what they're going to tell you if they can own up to the fact that they really hurt somebody and that they never want to go through that again, like hurting somebody, then I think it's totally possible for them to change and to never cheat on somebody. People sometimes just make stupid mistakes. Sometimes we're young and dumb. Sometimes you're just fucking young and you don't even realize the consequences of your actions so much, you know? And then you become mature and things change. Anywho, that was a bit of a tangent, that last bit, but so I hope you enjoyed this episode with uh, my top three-ish life advice tips. As always, you can reach out to me at perfectlyflawedcast at gmail.com or hit me up on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at perfectlyflawedcast. Alrighty, folks. Bye.